0: The clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry's Foundation
1: and the Primary Optometric Care Channel. Today's topic is entitled Affluence and Contact Lens Prescribing. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. Miley Bruchek, and our topical editor and expert, Dr. Chelsea Bradley. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast.
0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the American Academy of Optometry Foundation podcast series. I'm Dr. Mila Brugic, and I'm joined with Dr. Chelsea Bradley. Dr. Bradley, give us a little bit of a background on yourself.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me, Mila. Uh, I am an optometrist by training, and I have been recently seeing patients uh, in private practice, and also working as a part-time assistant professor at uh, the Illinois College of Optometry. My training in residency was on cornea and contact one. So I think the paper that we're going to talk about in a minute here is near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, um, you know, this is the primary care podcast series. And I think this one is just as appropriate as any of them it's discussing the affluence and contact lens prescribing patterns and habits. And really does, it looks at a large number of countries and really access to these lenses and these barriers, some of the barriers to those um, affluence being one of them. So I guess, why is this topic important to us clinically as as optometrists?
1: Sure. Well, I'm glad you brought up that this is the primary care section. And even though this is technically a contact lens paper, I think this is very applicable to pretty much all primary care optometry. I think most of our colleagues fit soft contact lenses in pretty much every day in their practice. And it's something to consider when you're choosing a contact lens for a patient, how much do you need to think about how this patient can afford this lens or not? And then this paper kind of expands into that, comparing it to entire you know gross national products about you know giving people the best options for contact lenses regardless of the price
0: well that, that's what i was going to say like what are the key findings here like give us a summary of that
1: sure so interestingly this paper assessed the proportion of a gross domestic product compared to contact lens prescribing uh trends that have been collected over the last 10, 15 years or so. And they compared both daily disposable compared to two-week frequent replacement lenses. They assessed spherical versus toric versus multifocal optics in the lenses, and also uh, the material as far as silicone hydrogel versus uh, hydrogel lenses. And interestingly, they found that there was a very large correlation between prescribing daily disposable lenses and gross domestic product, Mm. where countries who have a higher gross domestic product generally are more affluent, have a much higher rate of prescribing daily disposable lenses compared to frequent replacement. Um, But there was no correlation between Uh, gross domestic product and silicone hydrogel versus hydrogel, and no correlation between multifocal um, versus spherical. One of the findings I found the most interesting was that there was a slight correlation in prescribing spherical versus toric lenses, depending on affluence of each country. And we can get into it in a bit more detail here, but uh, you know, I think that is something I think of as not necessarily an option for a lot of people. It's just something that's needed for them to see. So I found that correlation not being a strong one to be
0: interesting. Hmm. that is interesting. So, like when you think about this paper, uh what do you think is most clinically appropriate from a patient's perspective regarding this?
1: Sure. So. I think in our daily practice, we've probably realized what this paper confirms and points out that some people need toric correction in order to see with their contact lenses, depending on their level of um, seal that they have in their prescription. But this paper made me think that more people are considering it as an optional thing in order to save money and right. I found that quite interesting because not considering the money of course we would like our patients to all have the clearest vision possible and for most people who have more than three quarters so that involves yep. prescribing a toric lens but I was surprised at how few people are doing too few countries I should say are doing that as much as I think they might be.
0: It's interesting so we even to like you know there are times when we see what we write down clinically is half a diopter of cylinder, but oftentimes we know clinically we're going between a half and three quarters of a diopter. So the patient's somewhere in between there. In those instances, I'll sometimes show a loose lens at 0.75 diopter cylinder and ask them, "Would you prefer this or without this?" And oftentimes those individuals will choose the cylinder correction in those instances, even though. Like technically speaking, we don't think about that 0.5 diopter patient as a cylinder or torque uh, candidate, but in actuality, they may be a little bit over half diopter and edging so close to that 0.75 diopters that they prefer that versus not having anything in their lenses. So it is kind of interesting. Give us, give us like the one or two biggest takeaways for this that we can kind of look at our practices and say, okay, so what are we going to do different come like the next day when we go into our offices and see our patients? Sure.
1: So, you know, I've been talking about the toric lenses, but actually I think the most interesting thing and what the paper found was the most highly correlated was prescribing daily disposable lenses versus uh, frequent placement lenses. And I think we all know it's well documented that Daily disposable lenses are associated with much lower rates of uh, microbial keratitis, other ocular complications that I think those of us who prescribe lenses on a frequent basis, I know me at least when I see patients, I tell them even when I'm discussing what their options are, we would love it if everybody was in a daily disposable because it's the healthiest. Mm -hmm. The only disadvantage is that it is significantly more expensive if you are going to wear lenses every single day and i will say even in my daily practice that's probably the biggest thing that makes people decide to do frequent replacement um and this paper you know kind of give us gives us numbers and perspective to the point that we really should try and move towards affordability or access to care so that all of our patients, regardless of uh, financial status, can afford what is most healthy for their eyes.
0: Well, Chelsea, as always, it's great catching up with you and connecting with you, especially on a paper this influential to what we're doing on a daily basis. Thank, Thank you for joining us on this episode.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
0: And thank you all for joining us on this episode of the American Academy of Optometry Foundation podcast series.
1: And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.